to another week of It's Just My Thoughts, and I'm your host, Mika Reeves. So today I have a, some special guests in the building today. Uh, we're going to do a little girl talk with you. So I have uh, Shantae. She's back again. I think she was on, what, about 10 episodes ago, I think. And uh, we have my muse here today, Leslie, uh, for the first time. I can't believe I got her on here today, but I guess we're all in the house, so here we are. Um, so let me think. My week so far has been, my week last week was actually pretty hard for me. I was like, I think I was just completely at a point where um, I was ready for Friday to get here. Really no real complaints, but I don't know. It's just, even though this has been my norm, I feel like doing the same things. It just seems, I guess, different, I guess, because my whole house is home. And so it, I guess my dynamic really has changed a little bit. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's, you know, it's just been, I've been doing a lot of, um, just reflecting a lot. I was telling my friend last night, I was talking to her on the phone and um, I was telling her that I feel like I spend majority of my time doing a lot of, uh, you know, trying to find some thankfulness, doing a lot of prayer for uh, my friends and families that's affected. Um, and, you know, just continue to try to be as positive as possible uh, while we just continue to go through this thing. So today I wanted to just be um, really light and have a little fun with this episode and do something a little bit different. Um, so let me let the girls say a quick hello out before I get into Motivational Monday. Hey guys, how y'all doing out there? Hello. All right. All right, so let's just go into uh, Motivational Monday. So for Motivational Monday, I got a tweet. Let me pull it up here. Okay, so challenges are what make life interesting. Overcoming them is what make life meaningful. I found that on motivation for life on Twitter. All right. So some black excellence today. Um, so Michael Chai, uh, from Saturday night live, I think last month he spoke about how his grandmother passed away of coronavirus and to honor her and to help others, he paid the rent for their entire building that she had lived in. Um, I thought that was, a, uh, even though it's not, you know, it was not good that, you know, his grandma passed, but, um, the fact that he wanted to honor her and, and still help out others. Um, I thought that was something to acknowledge today for, um, my black excellence. So today what we're going to do, um, I'm going to skip over hot topics for today. Um, we're going to go straight into the thought of the week just cause we have a long discussion. So I don't want this episode to be extremely long, but I'm really excited to, uh, discuss what we're discussing today. So today for the thought of the week, um, we're talking about all things girl code. And basically, uh, we're taking a lot of the points from the insecure episode. It premiered last Sunday, um, episode one of season four. And so I'm going to give a brief synopsis and then we're going to go into just some, uh, some questions for the girls. So this season of, uh, insecure, we see Isa. um, I personally think from the first episode, Isa is pretty much on her um, grown woman. I think she's trying to do a lot of things differently and trying to, you see her uh, trying to put together the block party. Um, you see Molly still kind of being Molly. She's, you know, casually dating Andrew, the guy that he wrote over from last year that she was wondering, should she date? Um, and Tiffany is still pregnant. And so the where it starts is pretty much kind of where we kind of left off from last year, just as getting closer to the block party. And so you see Isa, you know, getting her grind on and trying to, you know, get sponsors and things like that to put on the, um, the block party. So that's a brief synopsis of what's going on in season four. And then we'll kind of go into, um, some different pointers. Cause this, I felt like through the episode, it was so many nuggets, um, 
all throughout that you could just pull from and discuss. So I wanted to do that with you today. Um, all right. So Leslie, so you pulled up a definition of, um, girl code. What was your definition? Well, I pulled a definition. This is from urban dictionary, the top definition of girl code. If you're close friends with a girl, you're not allowed to fuck with any of her exes or anyone that they had a thing with. If it's lasted for longer than three months. So you can't talk to him. That's breaking girl code. All right. So what what are we thinking about that? Y'all? I call bullshit. Why? Well, okay, let me let me be honest. So I've always abided by the girl code. But as I've gotten older, I started to have questions about, okay, where did the girl code come from? Who made this shit up? And why is it that we, you know, follow it? And I think that's really the, you know, why we're talking about this today. Because um, you can clearly see that even though the first episode of this new season was really um, celebrating Issa and putting this block party together. There was this big, not elephant in the room, but once Tiffany, you know, made it known that Condola was talking to Lawrence and that that was Issa's ex, then it was just like, oh, and everything got really awkward between Condola and Issa. But why is that? Why is that girl code? And clearly, Issa made a point of saying that there was a break in girl code when she commented, why don't you let me run up on your ex like you're running up on mine? Well, I think also the main thing that we have to look at, too, is that um, even not even addressing Condola and Issa yet, I felt like Tiffany was the one that broke girl code first because when she saw that Condola... um, was even interested in, in Lawrence as her friend, as Isa's friend, even though Condola don't have nothing to do with it. Cause she's kind of like, you know, just becoming friends, like kind of a stranger. She should have told, uh, Isa that Lawrence was dating somebody or talking to Condola. I think so. Or they went on a date or something. I think she should have said something as a friend. But why do you think, Shantae, I know you, you're making faces right now, so why do you think that, I, I had a conversation with Shantae the other night and we were talking about this episode and I was telling her that, um, I personally think that if I dated somebody or let, let me say if Shantae dated somebody and say I was interested in that person, um, I think it's levels to it. But for me, because I respect her as my friend and I've been friends with her for, uh, what, 14 years now. Like, I feel like, you know, I would be like, girl, you know, what was, what was the situation with that? And I would ask permission to talk to the person. I don't remember the conversation going like that. I remember you telling me that, no, you have to stick to the code. And I'm like, well, if That's we were I'm supposed to right be. I'm, I'm sticking to the code because I'm asking you. Well, well you're not sticking to the code if you want to date them. The code is that you cannot. Let's be clear. The code is you cannot, what she say, fuck with anybody that I have talked to if it's been over three months. And so we're just really, oh, yeah, really true. breaking yeah. down the code. Now, you brought up a good point that I didn't think about, which was Tiffany breaking the code off rip. Because when those two found out that it was Lawrence, it became very awkward. And I think it was unfair to both of them that Tiffany didn't do her due diligence about letting old girl know that Lawrence and Issa used to have a thing. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Well, let me say this, though. You don't think that, um, you don't think that it's like levels to this, like, and this is what I mean by, I, I do think that something should be off limits, right? Like 
you know, if I don't want to use your husband because my friend, but if you and your husband split or something like that, hypothetically, and five years from now, I'm trying to run up on them. I think that's completely off limits. Like I would never do that. Right. But then I feel like, but if it's somebody in college that say you might've, you know, dated a few times, that's to me something that I feel like I would be like, is it okay? Like to me it's levels, right? I think it's a difference between, um, something I know I definitely would never do and something like, I'm like, it might not be that big of a deal to you. Does, does that make sense? I think personally, the person should be off limit period. You think so? Yes. I think Why? so. I think whenever you have a relationship with someone, there had to have been some intimacy in there at some point. And so I feel like just with having intimacy involved, that person should be off limits regardless of time frame so she hits the nail on the head this is why women have a girl code because there's an issue with being with somebody there's an issue with having your friend be with somebody that you have been intimate with that's the real problem right there otherwise a girl code wouldn't have been created you forget about everything else about the person about why Y'all are no longer together anyway, but when it comes to your friend, that's the only thing you think about. And she makes a great point because that's exactly what happens as Issa is walking out of the meeting with Condola. She has that, that flash of them having sex. And so we always only just look at, I think women only look at the physical, especially if it was probably some good dick. So you definitely don't want your friend to have nothing <laughs> that was good that you had. Cause she, she you know, you probably be mad. She going to come talk to you about something you already know about, but I can agree to, I can agree to the level thing, the husband thing. I would probably definitely lay off that, but I feel like anybody that is not your husband, um, if, if I dated or you dated and now we, you know, either one of us decide, you know, can, can, is that okay? I feel like it should definitely be okay. And if anything, either one of us coming to each other to say, hey, you remember old boy? I'm kind of feeling him. To me, that's honoring our friendship. I could go be on some sneaky shit, but why? Because at some point, like it's probably going to happen in the in the um show, they're all going to be put in the room together. So let me put you on front street. Let me, let me let you know now. This was going on instead of you finding out about me talking about old boy later when we show up together at this at this group party. Okay, but you're basically saying that you would you would just go ahead and just do it, but just let the person know. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you don't get to tell me what I can and cannot do. I'm being nice and honoring <laughs> our friendship. <laughs> People, listen to what I'm saying here. Listen to what I'm saying here. At the end of the day, you don't get to tell folks what they do. You just don't. And so in my eyes, I'm trying to honor our friendship, regardless of how she feels about it. All I'm saying is that at the end of the day, the other person is going to do what they want to do. And let's not forget the the, the guys involved. So the issue is between me and you, but the guy may still want to pursue this too. And so... I feel like what you're saying then is that even if you tell me you're not okay with it, I'm supposed to just be like, cool, I ain't supposed to go further. I think so, because you're still honoring the friendship, right? I did when I told her. But here's my, here's my thing that I, that, that I, that I, that I think about. 
I feel like for me, if this was my good friend, like you're my good friend. And so, and then next thing you know, you know, rolled up with one of my exes and that would, that would have so many things going off in my mind. Like, were you looking at him when I was with him? You know, I would just start thinking a whole bunch of stuff about you personally for me. You know what I'm saying? Cause I would be like, well, wow, when did that happen? Why didn't she tell me? I mean, you told me, but I, I don't know. Like, so I guess, so me not to ramble and what you're saying is, do you feel like girl code is valid? I do think there's some validity to girl code because you just talked about the level. So I would definitely not want to date nobody's ex-husband. But to be clear, I've never broke the girl code because I ain't attracted to none of my friends' exes, no way. But I see what you're saying. But that's what I mean. But I mean, if somebody came, you know what I'm saying? If somebody rolled with somebody's ex, I'd be like, bitch, what the? So it's up to the person that you're coming up to. Like, I would be the one who has has to be okay with it because at the end of the day, you and him can still choose to do whatever you want to do. And so I deal in perspective. Let's talk about this. So I am a therapist. I deal in perspective. And so I can choose to be like, oh, so that's what we doing. And so when you, when you deal in a negative perspective, that's going to change the way I think about you. Okay. And then my thoughts determine my actions towards you. But if I think about this as like, hey, okay, well, he wasn't good for me. He may be good for you. That's me. May, that's me trying to, okay, keep our friendship intact. And so then my actions are going to speak to, towards that. And whether people want to acknowledge or not, we deal in perspective. So your perspective would be, oh, well, she probably was always looking at my man. And, and to, so that right there, that's a no. So if you're actively dating somebody, I ain't even thinking about them like that. And I feel like most women operate like that. But once y'all are no longer to get well, they Girl, should. Not all women operate. They like should. That. And so once you're once once y'all are no longer together though, then that can open up something else. But okay, so let me just play devil's advocate. So what if? But what if this person, like, what if this guy, like, it wasn't an amicable break? Like, Isa and Lawrence was kind of. It was kind of clean. It was a sad break, break, but it was kind of clean. I mean, yeah, she she cheated on him, but I'm saying they're, they still kind of are trying to figure, kind of get along a little bit. But, um, but what if like you ask, Hey, I'm your friend and he did something to me. Like he hurt me. You still would feel like it would be okay. No, because then he probably do the same. Like you said, Issa and Lawrence break was pretty much amicable. And he even talks about that. So at the point where she finds, where Condola finds out about Issa and she meets up with Lawrence that night, she didn't want anything. She didn't want to, you know, deal with him in that moment. She needed the process. And so one of the things he said was, you know, me and Issa are cool. Like everything is fine between us. I think to try to help settle her about if she was going to continue to move forward. Because now that I'm thinking about it, it ends up being almost a girl's choice. So I felt like he was trying to reassure her that they were in a good spot so that they can move forward. So do y'all feel like we've touched on all the girl, girl code moments? I don't know if we missed anything. We touched on the girl code moments relative to Condola and Issa, but there were several other girl code moments. You don't think so? Mm-mm. I got one other thing I want to bring up about Condola and Issa. And then that's going to lead, I feel like that might lead us into some other points you want to make. Okay, or, well, let's, what was your other girl code girl code? Going? 
I want to talk about Molly. Well, yeah, we're going to go there. Yeah. We're going to go there. But I'm saying from the standpoint of like, just kind of like, like I'm saying from the standpoint of just like the, like we relationship stuff right now. So we're good with that and we're going to move forward. No, we can't move forward. So I think we really need to address and bring up the fact that girl code doesn't have to be messy. So when we, when we're talking about, I'm referring now to the episode. So Issa really likes Condola. And even though they're new friends, their friendship is going well. And so if, if anybody has watched the episode and you're paying attention, she really wants to keep that intact. And to me, that speaks to how, again, you can't tell your friends what to do. Cause clearly as you continue to watch the show, you find out Condola moves forward with Lawrence, but how Issa makes an effort to not make it awkward. I, I agree with that. I mean, she definitely in the awkward moment when it was revealed that she was dating Lawrence, she did make an effort by saying, you're dope, he's dope, I see how the two of you have connected. And so I do think that Issa took a classy moment and really did make effort to not make this a messy thing between the two of them. So absolutely. But I feel like when it comes to, I, I can agree with everything. And I also, I feel like when it comes to um, uh, Isa and Condola, I think it's easier for them to kind of try to figure it out because they just, neither one of them knew. Like they, right. they're just learning each other and coming into this, like, you know, building this friendship. And either one of them knew that, you know, that, that Lawrence used to date Isa or anything like that. So to me, it's like, I feel like in this situation, it's actually easier to kind of, yeah, like for Isa, it might be a pill to swallow, but I think it's a little easier to swallow if like, you know, it's not like she did anything wrong to you or he did anything wrong to her. What is interesting is even Lawrence had an awareness of girl code because of his reaction when Condola told him that she had met his ex and had been working with his ex. Think about it when he made the comments about, oh, well, you're going to continue to work with her. You don't remember his reaction? Yeah. Yeah, so he was even aware of girl code in that moment, even though he did smooth it out to say that we've had a clean break. So there's all... There are remnants of girl code everywhere between all three of them, but ultimately they did leave the choice to Condola in the end. Yeah, that that's a good point. Um, so are we are we good on the girl code here to go on to Molly? All right. So gosh, Molly is the one that I <laughs> that I feel like is so much to um unpack with her. I feel like um Molly I'm trying to think where I want to go with this. Okay, let's first just talk about Molly, and then we'll go into Molly as a friend. Okay, so we'll talk about her, and then we'll go into Molly's friend. All right, so for me, I feel like, um, personally, I think Molly um, self-sabotages. Um, like, it's, and I think that's why she struggles so much with men. So I guess first we can talk about Molly and men, I guess. Um, because when it came to Andrew, you know, uh, when they were in the car, and he was saying that he was going out on a date, and then she started feeling away and she wanted to basically, um, like when she's, when, when she, when he first said it to her, he was like, Oh, well you're not, well, obviously she's not. And she really likes him instead of being like, no, actually I'm not seeing anybody else. Like, you know, she, instead of saying, Oh yeah, 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 I am too. And then when she gets to the, um, to Isa's place, she's saying, Oh, well, I'm going to have to just break things off with him. Let's just go back to the beginning because Molly 
let's just go back to the beginning because when you think about it when he expressed interest in her she really wasn't feeling him in the beginning she wasn't even considering him as an option so then when she makes the decision to deem him worthy of a date (laughs) you know what I'm saying when she deems him worthy of a date then she realizes oh hey he does have other options that piques the interest even more and then gives her the revelation that she likes him more than she thought she did so molly is just crazy to me period i forgot about that 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 was like in, kind of in season three yeah, yeah. It leads into season four. let me ask a question and, I don't, and we don't have any, anything on this topic but it's just something to talk about because this girl talk why is it that i felt like with molly and andrew you know because she felt like and i know people like this because she felt like um once she realized he was desirable from others and he started being like i don't have to fucking talk to you then she was like oh but why was it that when she when it when it was just like normal you know like normal and he trying to get with her she was giving him a hard way to go like why is it sometimes it takes for uh some girls to be like um you know you, you know you know what I'm trying to ask yeah what do you think you shaking your head what I don't know I don't know why um women do that but you know Molly uh, I don't I don't really fool with her. I feel like sometimes like I like I like I know somebody that um. Uh, well, I think sometimes it's like it's almost like I'm not gonna say I know somebody just in case I in case they're listening. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know this person. Um, but no, but I I've talked to women before, and it's like you know, I think when they felt like, uh, I don't want to say it. Say it. No, you know what you're saying. You're saying that it's interesting how some women did not find a person desirable until they see or hear where someone else is involved and they choose that person as a mate. And then they're looking at it sideways, like, wait a minute, what did they have to bring to the table? What was it that I was missing out on? Now they seem more desirable, especially if it's a female that has her shit together, who's fly. And they decided that this person was worthy of calling their own or calling as a mate. Then they become more interesting and now they want to sniff around. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I I just wonder like, but this is, this is exactly what happened with Molly when it came to Andrew. Mm -hmm. And so it rolled over from season three and then it go into season four. And even that at the beginning, she's like, what you talking to other people? It had her fucked up in the car. And she instantly wanted to, instead of having a conversation with him about it, you know, she instantly wanted to cut it off, you know. That's because Molly thinks she the shit, and she really ain't. I mean, on paper, she got it together, but don't she? I mean, I need some help going back. We in season four. Don't she got a therapist? Yeah, Once she, she going? Yeah, she used okay, to. Okay, so she was going to, going. She, you know, she got a therapist. She talking to people. So on paper, she look good. In, in person, she looks good. Um, And she carries herself which as you know women should to you know a, a a certain statue and thinks that she's kind of above and once she found out that he is dating somebody else i think it kind of punched her in the gut her self-esteem yeah. gut like you are you straight or whatever but you ain't all that like you do know i'm dating other people right so go on like she i think for molly there's been instances in the show like this first episode where she has to be humble because she really out here thinking she the shit yeah i i can i can see that do you, you have a point on that 
Well, that kind of leads into the next point with Molly. And, and this is the, the main point I guess we're all waiting on is Molly as a friend. So I had some, I had some pointers down here. Um, just saying, um, you know, I personally felt like, you know, well, the question I had was, do y'all think Molly is a toxic friend? Yes. Hell yeah. Why? Absolutely. Well, clearly she doesn't think highly of Issa uh, she gave a segue to Andrew as they were heading to the party that this will be a quote unquote homegirl event, but she's trying. What is that about? Why can't we celebrate what Issa's attempting to do? So that in itself just shows the toxicity between Molly and Issa. That's just one example. We could go on. So my example is she messy too. So at the end of the party, when she helping them clean up, you know, she asked Issa about Condola and Lawrence. And, you know, Issa like, no, nah, you know, everything good. We good. And she said, well, don't you think that's messy? No, see, now you about to be messy. Because Issa done said what she done said. She said she was fine and you trying to make it something. Like, she always low-key throwing shade and coming for Issa. We all know Issa on the struggle. But she just is dope and could probably be doper. Then Miley, um, and you know, those are good pointers too. And I had a little, I had a few other ones too. So my thing that got me with Molly on this episode, she really got on my fucking nerves. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, for a lot of reasons. Um, well it was okay. So they at the mixer going to the mixer on Leslie's point that, that kind of like, um, I didn't catch it until I watched it the second time. And I was like, Ooh, Oh, you know, because I'm like, because one for one, that's where Isa lives. So it was like you downplaying where she lived, her community, and she's trying to have a block party for the community. So it just didn't make sense to me. Also, um, it was a few, few things during the mixer. Now you see your friend is busy trying to get uh, donations and all that. And then she comes up to her while she's in the middle of her thing and say, oh, I'm going to have to stop talking to Andrew. And so, you know, Isa's like, what you mean? Like, you know, still caught up in her mixer, like looking around, like, and she see the, she see the tenant coming towards her, but she's looking at, uh, Molly, like, girl, you know, aren't y'all just kicking it? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like trying to tell her, like, I mean, what's the problem? And then, um, and then even like at the end, you know, when, you know, Isa finished, finished the mixer off doing a really good job and, you know, uh, you know, everybody's like, oh, you know, this was great, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Molly stays after. And then she's like, you know, downplaying how good the event was and then just saying like, um, oh, well, yeah, back to Andrew. Like she go instantly back to, you know, her, her issues. And I'm, I'm going to give you guys a second to, uh, to talk about this, but my thing is I've had friends like this before me and Leslie have had friends like this before where, you know, it didn't it, like everything you did that was great. Like we, we could have done like something phenomenal together and it'll be downplayed or talked or talked down about like, as if, you know what I'm saying? to take away what you've done and still to try to make them seem better than you, you know? And I think that's what Molly does. Like to me, Molly really is like a toxic friend because I feel like, you know, she seems almost what the main thing I wrote down today was that she, um, she seems very jealous. And I wrote a point down a quote from Molly saying, um, you know, your life don't have to be this messy when she said that to, to Isa. And I just couldn't believe Molly of all people was, was saying that. Sometimes when you're in spaces like Miley, you're projecting. That's her own shit. She's projecting. So she's projecting how she feels onto other people. No, your shit don't have to be this messy. She's really talking about herself. 
Molly on the struggle. She is. I never thought about her projecting, but when you say that, that's exactly what she is doing, and she's translating her own forms of insecurities off on Issa. The fact that she couldn't, Issa's on this high. She's got 30 sponsors signed up. This, the event was successful, and Molly couldn't even sell. Yeah, you did your thing, girl, but I'm going to have to, um, yeah, so... Yeah, Molly definitely is doing that. Absolutely. And it's sad because I think the season opens with uh, Issa saying that she doesn't fuck with Molly. So it's going to be really interesting to see what transpires between the two of them going forward. This is just the beginning of where Molly and Issa may go down the wrong path. They've been going down the wrong path, though. You think so? Oh, Issa has always been like the supportive friend. Um, and Molly just over here with these, you know, rough relationships. What was that? Season two or three? She was season three. Fucking she was the fucking drove. Man. That yeah. was last season, right? Right. Even though he's in an open relationship, that was that did some damage for her. She did it, yeah. but yeah. it wasn't her ideal situation. So I think jealousy definitely comes up throughout the show. Even though Issa had her shit with Lawrence, Issa still was on her shit. What's her boo name or the other guy? He cute. Nathan. Mm-mm. Uh, the one Not before the, that, um, the the one she cheated with, uh, oh, da- Daniel. Okay, Daniel. honey, Daniel was it. Now, yeah. So was. you know, it's like Issa got options, and Molly. I think sometimes in her head, she like, well, I got my shit together. Like, like I said, downplaying Issa. So Issa live here. Issa barely working. Issa doing this, but Issa ain't really. To me, having as bad of man troubles as Molly was. Well, you know, another thing that I was saying, thought about too, I personally think that why their stuff probably hasn't come to a head until this season is because if you think about it, last season, I think it was last season, Isa left her job. She was staying at Daniel's. I mean, she still was trying to get her shit together. So it was like, I felt like Molly... You know, and she was okay with that. Yeah, Molly she, yeah. is always gonna be good with when Issa she's when down. Issa shit is fucked. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so then now going into uh, right. So then uh, beginning the beginning of this episode, I think that she was like, um, uh, Issa was talking about how she just feels good. You know, like she was like, you know, I'm I'm getting my stuff together. Like all this stuff was working out, it's panning out, and I just feel really good. And I think that's to me, just like you said, I think that's why now you're starting to see a rift because when you're I say this all the time, like I don't have a lot of friends and it's purposely because when you're, when your life starts shifting and your mind starts shifting, you on some other shit, it's hard for you to be around people that is on some bullshit. It make you be like, Oh my God, this person, either you're going to say they're exhausting or you just know your worth at that point where you don't want to keep being around somebody to keep bringing their shit and dumping their shit on you all the time. That's what to me, what Molly does to Isa. Like that's what she did at that party. And sometimes it's like when you get into a happy place, you know what I'm saying? Or, or just like a place of just you're finally where you're at that contentment standpoint of where you are. You can't always bring everybody with you. She need to be more like Kelly. Is that her name? Yeah. Like I Kelly like was Kelly. willing to fuck. <laughs> 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 Kelly was like, you need me to hit up on money to get this sponsorship. Not one time did Molly offer to help get no sponsors. She is not a friend. So did y'all have any more points about Molly? No. I, I did want you to do one thing, Shantae. Shantae uh, brought up this... Um, these few Gorko things and they actually do it was two pointers I think on there that really played into what we were talking about the um it was the one about the uh the the that one and then it was the one about that one and then it was the one about uh 
It was another one too. Okay, so I got these uh, 10 girl code rules from a website called Thought Catalog. And um, I'm not going to read all of them, but the first two definitely can apply to insecure. So, well, not the first two, but number two was no hating on women's success. And so as you, as we are, have been discussing, as soon as Issa finds herself in a good place, she, she's really excited about throwing this party to get sponsorships for her block party. Molly ain't, you know, ain't really being supportive. Um, another one on here. But do you also see that? I wanted to talk about that point because I want y'all to kind of briefly say, like, do you ever see that in your own personal life? Oh yeah. Um, I have seen it many times and it's unfortunate. And it's sometimes it takes you to have a moment of happiness or a moment of success for it to be revealed that that person doesn't celebrate you or doesn't have the same excitement or for you when you're in that moment of happiness. And then you have to make the decision where you categorize that friend. You may not necessarily end the friendship, but now you know what category to put them in. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, I think we've all experienced that. And it's even in the petty things like don't look fly a certain day and be told or complimented. Don't get a don't get that car and it's halfway decent. <laughs> Look, don't get that house and it's halfway built and it's nice and you got a new piece of furniture in there. It's unfortunate that women for some reason have difficulty in celebrating one another. And especially in our culture. I don't know why that is, but we do not uplift one another the way we should in our own culture. Yeah, I've experienced that. Um but I'm just in a place now in my 30s where I ain't putting up with no fuck shit. So, it, but it took me my 20s to figure this out about a specific friend who I'm no longer friends with. And so, um, I, my mom, she was the one that was like, that ain't your friend. And I was like, yes, yeah, she is. And so, you know, mothers, they see. But it took it took a lot of different things to happen in my life that were going great in my life for me to start realizing that you really not. Uh, my friend, you really don't want to celebrate me. But when it was time to celebrate her, it had to be this big shebang. It had to be this big deal to be to be made out of, you know, but it wasn't reciprocated. And so those type of people, yeah, they're no longer in my life. And I, you know, ended those friendships. And I'm in a better place as far as I've been able to meet women who match my energy but i'm also in a in a better place knowing myself that if you ain't it i'm gonna let you know and i'm gonna slide you right on out yeah i feel that way too and and i think this is a good point because we see it all over and i often wonder sometimes like sometimes i feel like well i used to feel like um well i know this person is this way that's just how they are i'm gonna put them in this box but now i just feel like as you get older and you grow with yourself like it's just not worth it i i just feel like you know if somebody's not bringing something to you and can celebrate you um and your success is just like you celebrate them i don't really know what kind of friend you know why is that somebody you want to you know carry along so i think that is a, a, a good pointer what's your next one oh um this just speaks to what we was talking about earlier with girl code it was like, figure out your group man rules. So, uh, is it okay for me to talk to somebody that, you know, you had a brief encounter with or like, what's the time frame? just as friends figuring out 
what is and is not okay when it comes to dating. Like, um, when do you let me let me cut you off? When do you think that? When do you think that? Uh, just playing devil's advocate. Um, when do you think if you have a girl group, when do you think that you give those rules? Like, when do you think that transpires? Ooh, this is a good question because I work at the elementary level. I don't know when we learn about girl code, to be honest. I feel like maybe middle school or something you start learning about, even though you're talking about the group rules. I've never done that as an adult female, but I had I had a group of Was students. It unspoken? It, yeah, and when I looked up the definition, it said unspoken. Yeah, these rule, this rule has been unspoken. So I don't know who came up with this list about <laughs> coming up with some rules, which I don't think it's a bad idea, but um, it's it starts very young. I have I had a group of fifth grade girls that I had to sit down, and this is what it was about. It was about a young lady who had started dating a a, a guy who approached her, and two girl two other little girls started coming at the hood and was telling her, you know, you broke the code. And she was like, Well, Miss Brown, I don't even know what the code is. And so, you know, we had to have a whole group session. It starts very, very young. And I'm like, in fifth grade, I wasn't even I mean, I might have seen a little boy and was like, Oh, he cute, but we weren't discussing girl code. I was still playing with Barbie dolls. I I think though it's a little bit different now in in this in this generation though, and I say it all the time because they have all this fucking social media, and these parents let their kids get on there. I we, where were we at a the the Hornets game, the Charlotte Hornets game. This kid was like had to have been seven. He had his own Snapchat. He on IG. No, really. I mean, he's sitting in front of us, but we were just we were looking at the game. But it was just the fact that like he was just all over the social media, and he had to have been like seven, eight. And so that's why I think now those conversations are happening earlier because it's like, you know, you have, you got to think kids are silly. So it's like, well, you went and liked all so-and-so's pictures, you know, I don't know if you can see now who likes pictures. I'm not sure they take that off, but you know, but before you could see who you follow, you could see what you're liking. And then there are these kids like, you know, or they on Snapchat. I know just talking to, um, you know, to our kid, like they do a lot of shit on Snapchat. Like kids love Snapchat and they, they're, they'll, they'll snap each other or whatever. And that's how that jealousy be starting. It's it's TikTok, yeah, because you saw that one couple. It's a whole nother story. That's a whole nother story for another day. But they they're doing that on social media, and I think that's why now it's like you know more. You see more of like a jealous thing because like we're like the same age, and when I was young, we didn't have any of this shit. And so I don't know if we really discussed girl code. I feel like girl code for me came into place. I think uh, college maybe like when I like because you know, I mean. I guess like high school when you really started like, but not really. It was high school for me. We had some, we had some folks being real grown. You know, some of the people I went to school with were already getting pregnant, and so, you know, I I was definitely very aware and very mindful. Like, nah, you talking to my friend? You you got a baby on the way? Like, I'm good. So, girl code was definitely something that. I abided by in high school and and all through college and like I say, even as an adult woman, woman, I'm not saying I haven't uh, abided by the code, but I always sometimes sit around because you know we got time on our hands now, uh, and just think about where where did these things come from? Who created a girl code? And I feel like it was a girl. It was a girl who um, was upset with a man 
and decided that if I can't be with him, can't nobody else be with him. Because I wanted to do men follow these same rules. I asked my husband. It's a bro code. And it don't, it don't, it's one, but it's not so complicated like the girl code is. I was having this conversation with Leslie when we was talking about this. And I think, I think guys, first of all, men don't communicate well to begin with, right? And so you have some men who say they had sex with somebody. They can bounce that friend around, that bounce that girl around to all their friends and they not care. And then you got some guys where they might actually care about this girl or like they don't want you dating this girl, but because they got pride and ego, they don't, they're not going to say, and they're going to be like, oh, it's cool, but it's really not cool. Men don't, to me, don't have the best communication when it comes to this. So they're cool with, I know a group of, a group of guy friends and they have tossed some people around and they're fine with it. So I don't, I don't know. I, I, I think girls, we're more, because I think maybe also could be sometimes with women, we're more, uh, emotional you know like where we're not just you know even if you haven't even if you're having sex you're still gonna be more like emotional to that the energies of all that stuff and i don't think men feel the same way about sex i just don't i think a man could fuck a, a hole in the ground and be fun but this is the problem i think or what we're questioning about girl code is that it's only that's all that it really entails girl code is about not dating another man that you have fucked so if y'all well, had, I don't feel that way. I don't feel ain't that, that way. what the definition said? It says don't fuck with. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. But typically, though, let's be realistic. Well, yeah, yeah. Girl code really boils down to you can't talk to him because not just because y'all literally chatted. I wouldn't give two shits if you actually just talked to the guy. Girl code is for okay. for a guy that you have been intimate, intimate with. Yeah. yeah. And so that's the only thing. That we look at, like you said, you brought up a point. But what if he had hit you though? You did we forget about that part about why you probably shouldn't date him and stick to the girl code? Like we only think about the physical when it comes to girl code. Yeah, I think that's that's a good pointer. Um, I feel like this was a good conversation. Do, do y'all have anything else you want to add in regards to girl code insecure at all? Um, I think this season insecure is going to be really good. Uh, this is one of my favorite shows. Um, and so it's, but when I watched the first episode, I thought it was just so many, uh, so many nuggets, so many, uh, things we can kind of talk about. So it was cool to just kind of get together today and have a girl conversation. Um, Shantae, I'm gonna give you a moment to drop your stuff if you want. Let everybody know where they can find you. Um, Les, you can drop your stuff too. Let everybody know where they can find you. Well, on IG, y'all can follow me at Hancho, H-O-N-C-H-O, 05. And on Twitter, I'm Miss B, M-R-S-B, the S-C. And you can find me on Instagram at The Black Effect, B-T-H-E-B-L-K Effect, and same for Twitter. All right, and like always, y'all, um, I thank you so much for listening. Um, also, I just want you to remind you to please, please, please go out and like, follow, subscribe, you know, leave feedback. That stuff is really important, um, you know, for me too. And also you can find me on, uh, for IG is at, it's just my thoughts underscore podcast. Um, you can follow, get all the updates for the next shows. I like to put a little, I like to do uh, wellness Wednesday, every Wednesday. I try to do some live videos too. I always post the episodes on my story too. So it's easier if, if you want to go there and just click on Instagram, you can listen straight from Instagram. Also, um, you can follow me on Twitter. I do float around there a lot. 
Um, it's at IJMT podcast. And you can also contact me through email and it's at it's IJMT podcast at gmail.com. Um, but like always, I thank you so much for listening. It's Mika here and I appreciate you. Mm-hmm.